Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac coming your way live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want to see your loan options, adjust payments, get closing costs, all online in real time, Rocket can. All right, we know who's going to the NBA Finals. Last night we found out the Eastern Conference entry. That will be the Milwaukee Bucks. The Phoenix Suns have been waiting patiently uh, to find out who they're going to be taking on in the final. Here to give us some insight. The Western Conference champion is a guy who covers them day in and day out for the Arizona Republic. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Saying More, at Saying More, M O O R E, which is actually a pretty cool hit Twitter handle. Uh, Greg Moore joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Greg? I'm good, Jody. Thanks for that, man. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to talk about the Suns, man. It's a fun team to cover. And I'm sure it is. And did you come up with that Twitter handle yourself saying more M O O R E? <laughs> Listen, man, it's been a long evolution, but I had a conversation with a buddy of mine and I was like, yo, that's it. And then, you know, your last name is Moore, so you can come up with any any number of puns to lead in front of it. But that turned out okay. Well, saying is exactly what we're going to ask you to do for us uh, for the next 14, 15 minutes, saying more about the uh, Phoenix Suns. I don't know that there's much more to say other than it's been a tremendous year and a tremendous narrative that started uh, a year ago when they went into the bubble and it, they were virtually mathematically eliminated anyway, but they decided to put them in and didn't put everybody in. And they went in there and swept their eight games and looked good doing so. Wasn't quite enough to get them into the playoffs. But how much of what we're seeing now actually got started in the bubble last year, in your opinion? Listen, I love that as a starting place. Lots of people point to it. If you see the bubble as the starting place, I would actually go to the end of the bubble and say the game where the Suns played the Los Angeles Clippers, last seconds of the game, Clock's ticking down. Game is in the balance of the Suns going to win or lose. And Devin Booker's got the ball in his hands. And if you only know one thing about Devin Booker, it's that people call him young Kobe. It's that Kobe Bryant signed his shoes saying, be legendary. 
It's that when Kobe Bryant passed away, Devin Booker tattooed that to his arm. It's that Devin Booker has modeled and patterned his footwork and his game after the greatest player of the previous generation and went straight to his muscle memory to pull that game out against the Clippers in the bubble. Devin goes left, two-footed jump stop, complete Kobe move. Paul George is draped all over him. Kawhi Leonard's coming over from the weak side. You might as well have the Monstars checking him because these are two of the best (laughs) perimeter defenders in the NBA. Devin throws up a two-handed pump fake, reverse pivots, complete Kobe move, and actually has to pause to let Paul George go flying past. Devin had an opportunity to sip a cup of coffee while Paul George was getting out of there. Devin puts up a fadeaway. It's nothing but net. The Suns go 8-0 and undefeated in the bubble. And if you think the bubble is the start, which I don't, but if you think it is, that's your moment. Okay. I, I love the recanting of history that I had forgotten, and it's quite apropos since they just took out the Clippers in similar fashion here. But that leads me to my next question. If not the bubble, then when? If you don't think it does go back to the bubble, when did this run start in your eyes? Well, I would go back to the day that Robert Sarver, the team's owner, said, everybody, I thought that being an NBA owner was easier than it is. Steve Nash had me fooled. Steve Nash was such a great player. I thought that everything we do is just going to work. At that point, the Suns had been through about seven years of a playoff drought. And frankly, it wasn't even the lowest point. But on that day that Robert Sarver said, I'm a better owner today because I'm taking accountability for the mistakes of the past, and he hired James Jones as an assistant general manager. James Jones is LeBron James's favorite ever teammate. James Jones was on the seven seconds or less Suns. James Jones was on the Heatles. He was around the Indiana Pacers. He played for the Pacers during the brawl uh, at the Palace. This guy has seen winning basketball. And the first thing he said was, I'm going to do any and everything in my power to help the Phoenix Suns become the organization that we all know that it can be. I don't care if that means I'm going to spot a guy in the weight room. I don't care if that means I'm going to be a talent scout. And James Jones was essential to hiring Monty Williams. And Monty Williams was essential to giving Devin Booker the confidence that this thing was going to turn around, that it was going to work out. And the next thing you know, all these pieces start coming into place. Uh, The next thing you know, you draft DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges. So instead of taking prospects or projects, they took two bona fide 10-year starters. Even if these guys are only average players, we know we can build around them. And frankly, they've both become above-average players. You start adding in pieces like Jay Crawford, adding in pieces like Torrey Craig, and oh yeah, Chris Paul, maybe the greatest point guard in the history of basketball. It's a short list. Him, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, somebody mentioned John Stockton the other day. You can put him in there too. But it started, in my mind, when the guy who was in charge said, yo, we're going to reverse course, and my bad. We're going to tighten this thing up, and that's what's happened. Very interesting, and it lends itself to a great next question for me. I had a guy I'm sure you'll recognize named Howard Beck, uh, NBA writer, has been with uh, a bunch of different outlets now, is doing it for uh, Sports Illustrated, has been on the NBA beat for decades. Um, I had him on last night, and I asked him this question. Between James Jones and Monty Williams, if you asked either one of them uh, who is the 
bigger key to this team doing what they're doing? I said, I guarantee you, they'd say each other. James Jones would say it's the coach. The coach would say it's the guy who hired him, the general manager. And Howard said, damn it, Tony, that's a hard question. He said, because of what he sees as the culture, and he thinks culture starts at the top, but it gets so implemented by the coach, he gave a slight nod to Monty Williams. I take it from your last statement about when the uh, whole run started, being the day that Jones was given a front office position, that you would take uh, uh, James Jones over Monty Williams as the main driving force in this season? Wouldn't do it. Would not make the choice. Was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> or Magic Johnson? Right? Was it Lou Alcindor or was it Oscar Robertson? Was it Michael Jordan or was it Scottie Pippen? Was it Kobe Bryant? Was it Shaquille O'Neal? I refuse to look at a situation and say it's got to be this or it's got to be that. Okay. Championships are won by great teams. And those two at the top of this Suns organization, those two make a great team. All right, good hedge by you. We're talking to our uh, our new buddy, Greg Moore, from the Arizona Republic, who uh, is follow him on Twitter, at Saying Moore, uh, and uh, doing a good job, job uh, dodging my question. All right, let's see if I can tie you down on this one. Um, these two teams played twice during the season, and the Suns won both games by a grand total of two points. Both games, one-point victories by the Suns. Uh, the one was in, I believe, all the way back to February. The other one was not long ago in April, but uh, both the game in Phoenix and in Milwaukee. One actually went to overtime. How can you get closer to one point? One point in overtime. So these are two pretty damn evenly matched teams. Does what happened in the regular season mean anything? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, in the playoffs, you've got injuries. And a tenta compo is day to day. And if a guy who's a league MVP is day to day, you're looking at a completely different team. Monty Williams said today, Suns coach Monty Williams said today that uh, they are preparing as if a tenta compo will be in the lineup, and they are preparing as if a tenta compo will not be in the lineup. Effectively, you're preparing for two separate teams. Uh, also, I think that in the regular season, Lineups are more open. Uh, rosters kind of get restricted. You know, you, you come down to seven, eight, nine guys, whereas in the regular season you might go 12 deep, 10 deep, depending on how many nights, back-to-backs, rest, these kinds of things. I don't think that one has bearing on the other, but I do think the Suns are going to win this series. All right. Uh, know, know that you're a relatively new guy in Arizona. Had worked other places and other beats, not necessarily sports, as a matter of fact. But I'm sure you've uh, made a, a bunch of buddies and fellow media members in Arizona. You've had a couple championship runs there this millennium. Um, the Diamondbacks won a World Series, as a matter of fact. The Cardinals went to a Super Bowl, came up short, but a great run under Kurt Warner as well. This is the first time in a long time. You got all the way back to Charles Barkley in the 90s for the last time the Suns were in the final. How is this run comparing to the other championship series runs uh, they've had out in Arizona uh, over the last 20 years, if you've got a clue on it? Yeah, sure. No, it's uh, actually it's comparing pretty favorably. So listen, the Diamondbacks World Series, we got to set that apart, right? Because that came after the terror attacks of 9-11. Like that was america's moment so that's gonna own its own special place interesting Uh, the cardinals i mean listen football's king we know that that's gonna be in its own special place but the phoenix suns got to town first 
The Phoenix Suns showed up 53 years ago. Uh, by contrast, you're looking at 20, 30 years for most of the other franchises around. The, the Phoenix Suns established themselves as the heartbeat of this town, the thing that everybody gravitated toward. And here's a real fun piece of it. When the Suns lost the championship to the Bulls in 93, there was a parade for the second-place team that drew something like 300,000 people. And when you look at the population of Phoenix at the time, that was roughly one out of every 10 human beings in towns like man, women, child, you know, people who are bedridden, everybody, one out of every 10 human beings in Phoenix was at that parade in 93. Now compare that to this run. They're filling up the arena on days that the Suns aren't even in town. They're having watch parties at the arena. Folks are showing up at the game where, you know, it's COVID-19 and nobody's wearing masks. But you know what? Everybody's like, yo, I'm not worried about it. I got my vaccine. I'm going to watch some basketball. And this thing is coming together with an energy that I've not experienced. You're right. I'm a young guy. I'm 42 years old. I haven't seen everything that there is to see. But I've never seen energy like this. This is a lot of fun to watch. It's actually going on in both cities because Milwaukee is getting that same kind of attendance outside their arena when they're playing on the road. These are two very do that out. Here's 145. (laughs) (laughs) True, more comfortable up in Milwaukee. I will absolutely give you that one. Uh, We we're having fun talking to uh, Greg Moore from the Arizona Republic here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Um, again, this is kind of a historical question. I was doing a little research today, and I, I remembered something that I had forgotten. Uh, this is the third time to the finals in their history. And, oh, by the way, both of these two teams came into the league in the same year in expansion in the 1968-69 season, which is a long time ago. Uh, but it's the, both teams' third trip to the finals. The Suns have been twice. Haven't taken down a title yet. The Bucks did take a title, but it was 50 years ago, so everybody's forgotten about it. Uh, so both of these starving uh, fan bases are up for this final. The two times previously the Phoenix Suns had uh, made it, there was a common denominator, Paul Westfall. He was a player on the first Suns team that made it to an NBA final, and then he was the coach back with Charles Barkley et al. 20-plus years ago. We lost Coach C, and I think of him as Coach Westfall, um, earlier this year, unfortunately. Um, but he was Phoenix Suns basketball for a long period of time, is his memory being brought up this week because he is kind of the guy, if you're talking about sons and championship chances, you have to talk about Paul Westfall. Uh, is Westfall being brought up uh, this week? Yeah, I've heard his name come up in a couple conversations around my shop. Uh, I'm fortunate to work with some folks who've been around, who've seen some things, who knew Westy. Like, this is something that has come up a time or two. Uh, I know that... Uh, the the grief in the Suns community, let me tell you, man, I had a hard time because I wasn't there for it. So I didn't want to ask too many questions and be disrespectful and, you know, stepping on people's memories and let other people who had been around, I let them take that story and take the lead on it. But that guy was beloved and rightfully so. And yes, I've heard his name come up and I'm hopeful that, you know, as the series grows and goes along, and the stories get told, and we do more writing, and guys such as yourself do more storytelling, that more and more people start to hear some of these stories about what made these guys from previous eras special. So, yes, I've heard the name come up several times. 
All right. I uh, don't know if this uh, came up in your uh, media availability with the Suns, if you just talked to a coach or if you got some of the players or if anybody's had the chance to ask them. I saw this last night. I didn't uh, – I had forgotten another one that I'd forgotten. And as soon as I saw it, I said, oh, damn, that's right. Um, Tory Craig's in a pretty good spot here. He's guaranteed an NBA championship ring. He's either going to get it with the Suns and uh, be able to celebrate with his teammates or he's going to go back to the locker room with his head down and know, well, I guess they'll mail me my championship ring from Milwaukee because he was a buck (laughs) earlier this year. So he's guaranteed a championship ring. Has anyone asked him about that yet? So this reminds me of Don King. Don King, I can't remember what year it was, maybe 72, 73. Don King was a promoter for Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier was going to fight uh, George Foreman in Jamaica. Frazier goes in, and it's the worst fight of his career. He gets whooped. And Don King slowly but surely inched his way over to the <laughs> Foreman camp and, and said he went in with the champ and he left out with the champ. He ended up riding the limo out of the <laughs> arena with George Foreman. That's not what Tory Craig said. Tory Craig said, "I'm trying to win a championship with this team." So, yeah, that I think is a hilarious coincidence. But yeah, Tory Craig has been in the situation before. He was able to help out uh, with the scouting report against Denver, having played in Denver recently. Uh, I believe he was with the Clippers not that long ago, and then of course, you know, traded over midseason. Or excuse me, yeah, he came over midseason and trade uh, to the Suns from the Bucks. And again, he's been able to according to them, you know, give his teammates a little bit of a, an advantage when they go through the scouting report. I could ask you to make a pick on this series, but I won't do it because you're a Suns guy and should pick the Suns, and I'm not going <laughs> to force you to pick the Bucks. Instead, I'm going to ask you a different prediction on the series question. Drew Holiday has become one of the best defensive guards in the entire NBA, and he made Trey Young's life a living heck in this last series and helped lift the Bucks to victory. The problem playing the Suns is you've got Devin Booker and you've got Chris Paul. I don't think Drew Holiday can cover both of them. That's an issue. He's great, but he's not that great that he can cover both. I'm sure he's going to get time on both and uh, switches on picks and the like. But who do you think he covers most, Booker or Paul? Yeah, probably Paul. I mean, if I'm guessing, but I don't know. You know, that's on Mike Buttonholzer. I think, uh, man... The Bucks had something like the 20, 22nd ranked defense uh, by, by, by opponent scoring um, in the NBA this season. And the Suns were top 10. And I think if anything's going to be something that we need to watch, and, and I love Drew Holiday. I mean, that guy is a ball player. Let's not even get started. But the Bucks are huge. Now, the Suns beat a big team before, but you look at – Portis, Lopez, let's assume uh, uh, Tentacumpo comes back. P.J. Tucker's a big, strong dude. Like, these are big guys. And so if there's anything that we need to watch or, or, or be interested in, it's how do the Suns deal with all of that size. But, again, we saw the Suns do it in the first round against the Lakers. The Lakers have, like, six guys on the roster who are six foot eight or better, and I think they play three seven-footers. So the Suns have seen size before. They've handled size before. That's the thing I want to watch. Should be interesting. One of the reasons why I didn't want to ask Greg to make a prediction on the series is because 
He's been paying very close attention, taking copious notes on this entire run. Possibility <laughs> of a book coming up after this season is un- over and done with, win or lose? Absolutely. I'm working on it right now. Uh, we'll see where it goes, how it goes, what shape it takes. But it's been an aspiration of mine to write a sports book for as long as I can remember having goals and dreams. I've always wanted to write a book. And so this is a chance for me to, to see if I can flex that muscle. But, yeah, I'm uh, staying up late and waking up early and, and putting some time in on it. I hope it, I hope the project pans out as well. Uh, in reality, as I hope it does in my mind. There you go, and uh, you're in a you're in a pretty good lane right now, and we'll see what happens as you take it all the way to the finish line. Greg, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the series. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Greg Moore from the Arizona Republic at Saying More. If, when your last name is Moore, you got a bunch of things you can do with your uh, uh, Twitter handle at Saying More M O O R E. Uh, on Twitter. All right, Johnny Mac coming back. We get the phones reopened. Uh, lots of NBA talk today. Not surprisingly, uh, give me your thoughts on the upcoming series. 855-212-4227. Jody Mac here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.